When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Football. Come on, football. <laughs> It is. It's football week, you guys. It's Super Bowl week, even though the NBA has stolen the headlines. How Mackie about today? That and Judd with Rami. That was crazy. Porzingis gets traded today. Davis demands a trade two days ago. It's it, genius. It is. It really is. It really is. It's, There's it's, no other way to put it. The NBA has perfected professional sports in 2019. How did that Porzingis trade happen so fast, though? I literally... So I'm It do- didn't. I was, you think it, this has been in the works I read, for a while? I read later after the trade got done... That this trade's been talked about for a while, but it didn't get out this morning. So they and it came out during ESPN's afternoon basketball show, the jump too. It's all very yeah. strategic. Yes. Yeah, and for the, sure. And the spin, the spin was that it sounds like the Knicks went to Woj and they're like, we had this meeting today with Porzingis and he expressed dissatisfaction, and now we're trading him to the Mavs. Well, this happened a while ago, and so the ball started to roll then. But it's very, it's very strategic that the Knicks went to Woj and are like, everything blew up today, Woj, and now we're trading him to the Mavericks, yeah. and the story's yours. And by the way, make us look good. Yeah, during Super Bowl week. Yeah, please. Yeah, make us look good. Exactly. It was that was it was just crazy the timeline on that whole thing. We found out this morning that Porzingis was not happy with the direction of the Knicks. I left after doing Raised by Wolves. I had to go and run an errand real quick before we started uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami. And I got back and I left knowing that Kristaps Porzingis was unhappy with the New York Knicks. And I got back and I look up at the at the TV. And I see the news, Kristaps, I hadn't been following anything since I left the building. An hour and a half later, Kristaps Porzingis traded by the Knicks. And it was completely, completely over my head and off my radar for an hour and a half. And it just happened like that. And so now the Mavericks have, uh, what, three of the greatest shooting, well, it's a little early on a couple of them, but big men of all time with Dirk still on the roster and uh, the, the two dudes they have now. And Porzingis I and saw, uh, Jogic. I did see a Shams report, though, that I guess two first-round picks are going to the Knicks as well. Hmm. So that, that's part of the compensation package. So so the Knicks now are going to have 70, like 74.5 million in cap space, two more first-round picks. So if they, can, if they can get guys. Do you think people, I was going to say, do you think, despite the lore of the New York Knicks and playing at Madison Square Garden, do you think guys are 
rushing, racing to play for the New York Knicks at this point? I think what's going to happen is they're going to, I think, I think not racing to, but I think it's pretty easy to sell at this point. If you put two dudes on a team in the NBA, if you can get a Kyrie and a Jimmy Butler, if you can get your, now all of a sudden you're relevant. And I think there's a case to be made that the Celtics are in an, especially if they lose Kyrie Irving, the Celtics are kind of ripe for the picking. There's there's a big opening in the Eastern Conference. Well, something this opens up is that it opens up two max spots for them, so they can go get, you know, Jimmy and Kyrie, and they're probably going to be terrible enough for the rest of the season where they'll get the first overall pick, if which they get is Zion undoubtedly going to be Zion Williamson. And it's See, the that's NBA, the, that's and they've the thing. done this before for New York. If they get, if they get Zion, <laughs> not being sports conspiracy theorists. What are you anything. talking about? Well, I don't know. Keep Cold in mind envelopes. too, we'll know who Zion goes to. So if you're before free agency, yeah, because because the draft happens then free agency. Yeah. So the Knicks are in a spot where if they land Zion, oh yeah, you can use that as a recruiting tool plus your two max spots. Suppose, yeah. Supposedly, it might be um, Kyrie and Durant. Ooh. Kyrie, Kyrie Durant, Durant and, Zion, and Zion, then yes, my goodness, and and that's the best team in the East. To answer your question, not Ra- even close, Rami. At some point in time, somebody's going there. Like it's too as crazy as Dolan might be. It's the Garden, right? It's the Knicks. At some point in time, well, somebody, it's, it's somebody, New York. I would yeah, say, yeah, but the point being, at some point in time, two guys are going to be like, bleep it, let's just go there. Because if you win there, they will build statues to you. Do you well, think also, it's? Oh, I'm sorry. Go sorry, ahead, Jonathan. Also, Toronto. The the Toronto thing looks like it's going to blow up because Kawhi's probably not going to sign there. So you're not going to have anybody else contending in the East other than maybe Boston and Philadelphia a little bit. Yeah, I don't know that people still look at New York the way that you're talking about, though, Judd. I, I don't. I, and we as as we get further and further removed from any sort of glory involving the New York Knicks. I think fewer and fewer people look at them like that. And I don't even think New York City, like it used to be that if you wanted to be a big star and an international superstar in any sport, you had to go to New York, L.A., maybe Chicago, and you could pull it off because that's where media outlets were. LeBron James is the biggest superstar in the world. He spent most of his career in Cleveland, mm-hmm. of all places, because the media can find you anywhere now in a million different ways. You don't have to be where the network TV stations are, where the big radio stations are. You can be anywhere and be a huge superstar. Yeah, Jimmy and, Butler had more Instagram followers than there are people in the Twin Cities. <laughs> so right. When he, like, he came over with more with a bigger city on his Instagram account. Than the twins. I just think that there's going to be a couple guys who say that this is too too good of opportunity to pass up. And if you can do, if you turn that franchise around and and potentially win a championship, mm-hmm. it would be really attractive. I'm, so I'm with Judd on this too, in that I think I don't think New New York has the same allure as a city as it did maybe 20 years ago. When well, if you wanted to be on national TV or reach a national audience before social media. Helps to be near all the big time broadcast studios and radio stations, right. everything, right? So that that playing field has been leveled. But I still think, in terms of where do you want to live and spend your life and your nightlife? Would you rather live in San Antonio, Cleveland, Minneapolis, or New York, or Oklahoma City, Memphis, or Miami? I do think these pillar cities like L.A., Miami, uh, New York, Dallas to some degree. Dallas is a big city. I, I do think there's some draw. Not like it was 20 years ago, but there is still some draw for NBA players to these big cities. I don't, I mean, yeah, in terms of the nightlife, maybe, but 
I think that we sometimes overestimate that too. Not everybody loves nightlife. If you ask me that question, my answer is my TV looks the same everywhere. Where where can I win and make a lot of money? Because I spend most nights okay, but you're on my older, couch watching you're TV. Older and you're an aging guy in our business. I mean, when I was twenty, that's all. When I was twenty, when I was twenty five, give me, give me Manhattan, man. Like. If you're 35, I get it. But if you are a kid and you are thinking, I'm going to make millions of dollars. And if you're Durant, the Durant thing that intrigues me about him is I think that he is insecure enough about his stature in life and as a player that he would love to go team up with one guy and for them to be the guys. Because he's in Golden State now, right? It's all about Steph. He's important and he's really, really good. But it's also he he hears about how many people before him or or he's part of the mix there. If it's he and Kyrie with the Knicks, yeah. you are if you're Durant, you are getting the basically adulation that you can't get elsewhere. So probably. that's I agree with that point, and the the Lakers are a great example too. Okay, LeBron James. There's there's other reasons why he went to L.A., but I would say one of the top three reasons, in addition to he has a home there. His agency that he awkwardly owns is there. He doesn't feel it's awkward nice. about it at all. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> no. And Rich Paul loves it. <laughs> but there's also this allure and and this. I think there's this prestige factor of the Lakers have been garbage for five years. Can you be the guy that takes the Lakers, this heritage franchise, this legacy franchise? Can you can you put yourself in the same sentence as Magic Johnson, as Kareem Abdul Jabbar and Kobe Bryant and Shaq and can it's almost it's almost a pride thing where you can put a stamp on an organization like that. And the Knicks aren't the Lakers because the Lakers actually have championships in recent years. But I do think if you were to take all the teams in the NBA and rank them based on how cool would it be to take that team to an NBA championship, the Lakers are number one and the Knicks are in the top five. No one ever says that about the Timberwolves or the Grizzlies. No one ever says it about uh, the the Charlotte Hornets, right? Like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if if I took the Toronto Raptors to a championship, the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> the Pelicans, I really want to lead the Pelicans Man, to a championship. Yeah, but if it's I want to take the Seventy Sixers to a championship, the Dr. J franchise, I want to take the Chicago Bulls back to the glory years, Michael Jordan's franchise. Yeah, but look how many guys have passed up on that quote unquote <laughs> opportunity for sure. Well, with the Knicks, you're saying no to go to the, to go and and follow up Michael Jordan in Chicago. I mean, Derrick Rose ended there, but he was drafted there, it's, and. He probably would have gone there anyways, being a Chicago kid and all that. But he's the only superstar who they've really had since Michael Jordan left, and that was because they were able to draft him because they got insanely lucky in the draft lottery. Other than that, they've pitched, and we're going to do something about this here in just a little bit, they've pitched at just about every superstar who's hit the free agent market since Michael Jordan left. Well, they got and Dwayne Wade that miserably. one time, at four yeah, years past at, his prime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they got him and Carmelo Anthony six years too late. <laughs> So, it's, yeah, so besides that's gone great for your bulls. What I, are you don't, about? I don't know if the allure of these franchises is what it is to guys coming up in the NBA now that it was to you guys or that it was to I me. I think the difference now though is is it's become such a players league. They basically run the entire show now that that they can pick and choose. The Bulls teams that you're talking about, the post Jordan Jerry Krause still teams, that was not a players league yet. So it's now, now you can basically call your best pal 
and say, all right, the Knicks got two max spots, and they're going to pay us, and we know that, and we are going to go there, and despite Dolan being a complete ma- maniac, we don't care. We're going to run that franchise and run that, that team. And I think where things have changed now is it's just morphing more and more to being all about the players, and so executives aren't as important as, as they were, let's say, 10 years ago. Is your argument, just to be clear, Rami, because mm-hmm. I, I agree that it's New York is not nearly as appealing as it was 20 years ago. Is your argument that you don't think they're going to get two max players? Or do, I or do all agree that they're going to get two max players? Well, they might sign two max players, but they may not be the the type of players that we're talking about right now. Kevin okay. Durant and Kyrie Irving. Andrew Wiggins got a max contract. So there there are max contracts out there. Don't so, get me started again. He looked Glenn Taylor in the eye, as I told you, and said, and I said, want it. I want it. So somebody will lie to James Dolan if, if that's what it takes to get a max contract. Well, so I guess my, my question was going to be, there is a bit of a gap in what we think there. Because I, I do think, I think they're going to get, I don't know if they're going to get Durant, but I do think they're going to get Jimmy Butler and or Kyrie Irving. I think they're going to get two of the top 20 players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But let's say... You have, let's say, we have three teams in the NBA that had a rebuilding young roster of mostly now that Porzingis is gone, just mostly nondescript dudes. But you had two max contract slots and potentially the number one overall pick. And those three franchises are the Knicks. I'm making this up, but the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Sacramento Kings. Are you saying that the Sacramento Kings are as appealing, all other things equal? As the New York Knicks, because I disagree with that. I think I think players would still rank the Knicks number one because of the New York factor over Atlanta or over Sacramento or Milwaukee or Minnesota. Well, so. Sacramento has a reputation for being a god awful city among, among as far as like you were talking about before recreation and nightlife, etc. From what I understand, I've never been, and this may be an unfair judgment. Sacramento is not a place that a young millionaire necessarily wants to live and spend their free time. But, and Milwaukee has some of this attached to it too, but I think that's starting to sort of go away. If I have to choose, if I could choose between going and playing with Giannis and a, and a pretty good roster that they've put together there over the last couple of off seasons, and they will have max, max contract money to offer because Middleton's coming off the books, Bledsoe's coming off the books. I'd rather go play in. If I'm looking to win a championship, I'm go. I would rather go play with Giannis in Milwaukee than go to New York with another guy who could get a max contract alongside me. Okay, okay. That's because mm. you you just love the third ward that much. I do, I do. But not not <laughs> unless I mean, Danny Cunningham's right and Giannis is going to ask out for. And but even if there was a Giannis type in Sacramento. If there was a guy who I knew I could go and play with who's already playing at a championship level and is an elite player in this league and I don't have to play for James Dolan and an organization that's been a monumental failure despite having all the resources and all the advantages, I I think I'd rather go somewhere else where I think I have a better chance to succeed. I am on the record, even though I am Minnesota through and through. I was born in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And Judd tackled me on the radio when I said this. Uh Milwaukee is better than St. Paul. And it's not particularly close. That's and I love all my St. Paul friends. I haven't spent a lot of time in St. Paul, but I'll go ahead and agree with you. Okay. Yeah. But oh, Minneapolis, no. oh, <laughs> Minneapolis no. above both. And, no, then, and then Milwaukee, no. a solid number two. Madison is the best town oh, in Wisconsin. It's not even close. Milwaukee is not. See, what? Madison. Madison's a way better town. Why? Because they've got. It's a it's a Bull Ryan. Mu- it's a no no no. It's a <laughs> much more cosmopolitan town. 
Milwaukee is essentially a suburb of Chicago, See, which and I love Chicago, but it's a suburb of Chicago. I don't, I don't need Cosmopolitan. I told you guys, most of my time is spent looking at my you TV screen. You watch 350 shows and don't move off your couch. Well, this is true, but when I do leave my house, it's to eat, and Milwaukee's restaurant scene is is, is true. It's right. top is notch. Is this who you want to align yourself with, Phil? Oh, the, absolutely. A guy who watches TV and then moves <laughs> off his couch to eat. Milwaukee's food and bar scene is top notch. Oh. It's second to none, the food and bar scene in Milwaukee. Rami is not wrong. Maybe not the bar and night. Not maybe not like Minneapolis is not a bad bar scene. Maybe not like the nightlife and club type scene. But I just mean if you want, like and you know what you you know what Trump's the whole thing. New York, Manhattan, <laughs> the Knicks <laughs> playing in the garden, <laughs> the garden. That's better than everything. Yeah, I could do without. <laughs> I really could. Pfizer oh. Forum is really nice. Well, despite that last segment. <laughs> We are Minnesota Sports anytime, anywhere on Score North. Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. That's S-K-O-R, 1500 ESPN about two years ago, or two weeks ago, two years ago. Maybe we should have done it two, two years ago, but two weeks ago uh, became Score North on 1500. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all Twitch. at Score North and Twitch, Twitch as well. Hey, Minnesota sports fans, Phil Mackey here, introducing you to the all-new Score North on 1500, where you'll find Purple Daily at noon, Matthew Collar 2-4, to four, and Mackey and Jeb with Rami from 4-6. to six. Over at scorenorth.com, that's S-K-O-R, in addition to great written content, you'll find some of the most entertaining local Minnesota sports podcasts. Purple Podcast, Raised by Wolves, Myron Metcalf on Hoops, Touch them all, Royce Unchained, and plenty more. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Score North. Minnesota Sports, anytime, anywhere. The Golf Show is back February 8th through the 10th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Grab your golf buddies and check out the great deals on everything from drivers, irons, apparel, to early season golf passes and destination golf resort vacations. This year, you have two really cool ticket offers. The Advance Online Ticket Offer... Includes 17 free green fee passes and a his or hers uh, golf shirt. And new this year at the 2019 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show, the Up North VIP ticket, which includes a golf show ticket, two vouchers for the $100,000 pontoon putt, one Nike performance pullover, and 18 holes with a cart at the Wilderness at Fortune Bay. You can check these offers and all the golf show details at minnesotagolfshow.com. That's the 2019 Choice Bank. Minnesota Golf Show, and I haven't even told you guys this, but, well, well, I've told you part of this. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, a little bonus action. We're going to be there on Saturday for a couple hours. Yes, sir. And and doing our thing. And all weekend, I can't say it's finalized, but instead of doing our show on the normal stage, we're going to do our show from the back of a vehicle. That's right. Excuse me? You'll see. We'll we'll unveil more next week. But we're going to do our show from the back of... Like we're going to be sitting in the back seat a, of a car a with microphones? Uh, no, we'll explain more. Are we going to be it's at be a the spectacle. golf show or really are we going to drive around really downtown? Because just drop me off at Brits and then I'll, <laughs> and I'll stop doing the show at that point. It's, it's pretty close, right? It's only a few blocks down. Yeah, we're right by Brits. Brits. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah. Anyways. Jonathan's like, yeah, I'm all in. 2019 Choice Bank, Minnesota every Golf Wednesday Show. Wednesday night anyways. You got more coins to park in that private lot than anyone I know, and I want them. <laughs> so we'll be doing... I'm going to knock you off sometime. I'm going to roll you in the parking lot. Be a ton of suspects, but it'll be me who did it. So we'll be doing our show from the golf show. A lot of uh, sports talk radio shows on Radio Row right now in Atlanta, which means a lot of interviews and a lot of old football players hawking things, and uh, Dan Marino <laughs> among them. I don't know if it's if he's there for speed stick or I said, old 
supplements or some sort of male supplement of some sort. But he's out there making the rounds and was talking to Pro Football Talk yesterday and briefly mentioned that he came very close to signing with the Vikings before retiring in the year 2000. You had an opportunity to play in Minnesota yep. after you were done in Miami. How close did you come to doing that? Uh, pretty close. You know, I did. I, I really thought about it. Also, I could have went to Pittsburgh, too, and that would have been fun. That would have been something. Yeah. That Bill, been Bill Cowher called me a couple days after, you know, I was uh, was a free agent. and uh, So I thought about it, and uh, I, I just think it was the, some of the health issues, some uh, leaving, my kids going up there, changing schools, all that stuff. So, it, you know, that, that was probably more of a factor. You I probably could have played a couple more years. Okay, well, before we get into the question here, which is going to be a fun one. Yeah. He sounds like Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. His voice has changed, yes. He's got sort of like the heavy mouth, like the, the, the football mouth. We're going to talk about football and run it's, the football up and down the court. The it's field. the Pittsburgh thing, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. They are both Pittsburgh guys. Both but Pittsburgh that, guys. Dan Marino didn't McCarthy, just sound like that. That's, that's not the guy McCarthy from Ace Ventura. Pittsburgh tough. I'm Pittsburgh tough. You had an opportunity to play in Minnesota yep. after you were done in Miami. How close did you come to doing that? Uh, pretty close. You know, I did. I, I really You're thought right. about it. Also, I could have went to Pittsburgh, too, and that would have been fun. That would have been something. Yeah. Like Mike Mike Bill Can we find him from, like, a couple days after, 15 years you know? ago? <laughs> Has anybody seen He's Dan a, Marino lately? Has Rami's he put on right. weight? Because he sounds like a big guy now. He sounds like his chin is dragging him down. Like his yeah. chin's hitting the floor as he talks now. There is something in his voice that sounds fat. Like, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. There's something in his voice that sounds it sounds like a hefty guy. If that was a phone interview, you'd have to stop and ask, Dan, if you gained weight, <laughs> you sound fat. You sound a little chubby. You sound, you sound you fat. Sound fat. <laughs> but here's the scenario that he brings up. Let's go back into right Vikings what if land here. Is this because I don't remember this coming up? Yes, um, it was very close. Being outside of Minnesota at the time, was this something that you guys knew that? Yes. Had, yes. Okay. It was All reported right. at the time, and Denny Green, I think it was towards the end, was trying to get him out of or to not retire. And it would have been another in a long line. If you look at the Denny Green quarterbacks, there is a long line of guys that he basically got to keep playing. Warren Jim Moon. McMahon, Warren Moon. Yeah, you go right. through that whole list. Uh, Jeff George was the year before this. They actually used, this is where my revisionist history, I always thought up until I actually looked at Dan Marino's 1999 stat line as a 38-year-old, I always thought, man, if Dan Marino would have been the quarterback <laughs> of the 2000 Vikings, that was the 41 donut loss in the NFC Championship game. Dante Culpepper was a second year, mostly basically a rookie. He sat his whole first season. But man, if you just would have had Dan Marino in that game, and then I went back and looked at his last year in Miami, he was so bad. Dan, Mar- Dan he, he was banged up for one. He threw 17 picks to 12 touchdowns, couldn't move at all by then. It would have been a disaster if Dan Marino was the Vikings quarterback in 2000. But he would have had Randy Moss, yeah, Chris that Carter. Changes it would have made it bit. a little bit easier yeah. for him. And like you said, Denny Green, I mean, he, he, he reprised Randall Cunningham's career when nobody was thinking about yeah. Randall Cunningham. You know what I mean? So I don't know that – I don't – I think I don't think that you can say that Dan Marino wouldn't have succeeded here throwing to Chris Carter and Randy Moss and if with I, Danny Green coaching. But him. if I thought you wanted, it would be impossible to declare a winner. Exactly, it's a complete hypothetical. Absolutely. But do, so, where does that rank for you guys? And if anybody wants to chime in, six five one six four six eight two five five. As far as what ifs, close but no cigar, because I know that I have a few as far as my sports fandom of guys who it looked like. There was a pretty good chance they were going to go play for my team, and then they didn't, and and broke my heart. Where does Dan Marino almost coming to the Vikings rank for you guys? 
in terms of close but no cigar guys? I, I've got two. Okay. okay. I, I was going to say, because the incredible thing about this exercise, if you think about it, in this town, is we have unearthed and, and kept guys playing a lot who, who we all say, well, this is great, but the guy's old. So there aren't a lot of, because teams here, aside from the Vikings, like don't pursue in, in their prime free agent type of players. The mm-hmm. Vikings do, but the Twins certainly don't. The Wolves have not. The Wild has not. So there's not a long list of guys who who were like, man, the uh, the Wild came close. They they got the two guys that they pursued the most in Prezi and Suter. So who are your two, Phil? So my two are from... Around the same time period, 2005, 2006-ish, and they were both trade rumors that were out there. Timberwolves in 2006, I want to say, or the 05-06 season, so it was after the Sprewell and Cassell era. KG was still around. It was before he got traded to Boston, and they had mostly just a bunch of hodgepodge clowns around Kevin Garnett, right? which is like the majority of his career with the Timberwolves. But there were rumors that Allen Iverson was was coming to the end of his contract in Philadelphia, that Allen Iverson was going to go to the Timberwolves in a trade deadline deal, and you were going to have a 29 points per game Hall of Fame shooting guard in Minnesota with Kevin Garnett, and they were going to, so they both come from frustrating situations where they're the lone wolf, and you were going to put them together, and they were going to make a run in the Western Conference. Wolves didn't pull the trigger. He goes to Denver instead. And little did we know that Allen Iverson was mostly cooked at that point. He only played a couple more years in the NBA. He didn't make Allen Iverson was like 33 when he retired from the NBA. So that was the first one. I don't know how far they would have gone in the Western Conference or if they would have even made the playoffs because they didn't make the playoffs that year. But seeing Kevin Garnett and Allen Iverson play together would have been pretty fun. That would have been amazing. That and been they a- sort of complement each other. Iverson's a ball hog. Yep. KG's unselfish, sets people up. So that would have been fun. And, and then the other one, one I know for sure. Do you? Yes, it's got to be the twins. It is. It's got to be Cliff Lee. No, but you're you're in the right okay. ballpark. Pun intended. It's Alfonso Soriano. Oh yeah, okay. There was a bunch of Alfonso yeah. Soriano. It, Cliff Lee would have been another good one too. But um, Alfonso Soriano, I think it was '05 was his last year with the Rangers. Then he went to Washington for one year. I can't remember if it was '05 or '06. The Twins were one of the best teams in baseball in '06. They missed the playoffs in '05, but they needed a big bat in both those seasons. And Alfonso Soriano was one of the best offensive players in the game. He stole 40 bases, hit 30 home runs, had carved out this amazing career with the, with the Yankees and the Rangers. And the Twins, the rumor was the Twins wouldn't give up Matt Garza at the time for Alfonso Soriano. And so they missed out on this big bat. And Matt Garza, obviously in retrospect, if you could go back and give up Matt Garza for Alfonso Soriano to help your stretch run, you probably Instead would. Instead, they got Delman right? Young. Oh, my God. That's some. That's somewhat similar to, to, to one of mine. And it's, it's funny because I was thinking about this when we, when we came up with this question before the show, and almost all of mine involved the Chicago Bulls as somebody growing up in Chicago. Because in well, the you didn't af- have enough champion, you needed a seventh champion. Well, in the is after- your number one that Michael Jordan didn't play for a couple of years? No. This I is good, li- though. I can this live with that. Is but be good. In, in the aftermath of Michael Jordan retiring, they tried their damnedest. Actually had parades at O'Hare Airport when Tim Duncan and Tracy McGrady showed up for their free agent visits. Like, rolled out the red carpet, had the banners out front, videos showing how great they could be in Bulls uniforms and the history and the lore of the Chicago Bulls and following up Michael Jordan. Both left town and never even thought about playing for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, But it doesn't stop there. The Bulls... <laughs> We're going to trade with the Miami Heat up to the spot 
that the Heat selected Dwayne Wade with, but they didn't want to part with Danielle Marshall. What? In a trade. In 2003? Yeah. They didn't want to part with Danielle Marshall. What? Yeah. I have no recollection of that, but that is beyond stupid. And why is were, that Kraus at why, the time? I think so. Why were they wow. on the flip side? Why were the Heat willing I, to give up the number three overall pick for Daniel Marshall? Well, no, it wasn't just Daniel Marshall for the pick, but that was one of the pieces included. Okay. in the trade that that's the where Heat you draw were, the line that the oh. Heat were insisting on, and the Bulls would not part ways with Daniel Marshall. But the the incredible thing, and I had forgotten about this till you broached the subject, was I forgot the fact that the Bulls were so confident that when Jordan retired, they would just reset and get all these guys. And they, I now recall going back and reading stories about how the Bulls were going to have all this cap room. They were going to be in such great shape. And the Bulls were convinced that they were never going to miss a beat, that they were going to be absolutely fine. Because, of course, they got to the end of Jordan and completely fell apart. Yeah, But it didn't stop there. (laughs) Of course it didn't. Because you guys will remember LeBron James and the decision and the teams that he had narrowed it down to. There were three teams. I don't remember who it was, but it was the Heat, the Bulls, and somebody else. Well, the Cavs. Oh, yeah, it was the Cavs, possibly going back to, to Cleveland and staying with the Cavs. He obviously chose the Heat. And we found out years later, you alluded to this earlier in the show, when Dwayne Wade signed with the Bulls, that they were very close, both Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, very close to coming to Chicago and teaming up with Derrick Rose. He would have had Derrick Rose at his MVP prime, along with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, and and another dynasty in Chicago. And if Derrick Rose tears his knee up, LeBron James might not have any of those titles, because I don't know, because they, they would have had, how would they have finagled the cap to bring in a third player? I mean, the, to bring in Chris Bosh helped them win two of those championships. Well, I obviously. think at the time, Joe Kim Noah was still on a rookie deal. Okay. Uh, Luol Dang might have still been on a rookie they might deal. Have had enough. Pretty much everyone that was in that photo op, was it last, <laughs> last night? <laughs> the Grizzlies, Joe Kim Noah, Taj, yeah. Joe Kim Noah, Derek Rose, and was there one other person? Yeah, Luol Dang. Luol Dang, yeah. yeah. Man, as as I saw someone on the, I think it was Seth on the Score North Twitter account, the house that Tibbs built, dot, 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 and then burned to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and played way too much. Um, all right, I think. Uh, no, is, he's it, not still going, is he? Is he still going? It's impressive. Is Randy and Cottage Grove uh, still mocking? I'm checking. Let's see here. Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah, he's still going. Here we go. And so <laughs> and believe me, guys, as a Vikes fan, this pains me, but at 171, if the Packers are able to jump up and grab a guy like Hakeem Butler, wow. they're going to be sitting so pretty. And look Jeez, at this guy, gone. six foot six. He's got a wingspan. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to turn Brady. Hakeem Butler into a total stud? Unbelievable value at 171. Hey, Randy, Randy, Randy. Yeah, yeah. Randy in Cottage Grove has been uh, delivering his full seven-round mock draft live on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show, yeah. uninterrupted. Thank you. thank you for the for the opportunity. No, I thank do you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, can we just maybe cut to the Vikings highlights of your mock draft? Because we we got to wrap with Royce here shortly. Well, I've, I've, we... I've gone through our first our, our picks in the first five rounds, and I'm if you, you know if, if you can be a little patient. Oh, what, uh, yeah, fact, no, fact, I, mean, I we... just did our I just did our pick in the six. So what what do you what we got? What are you talking about? I, I, I'm doing the whole seven rounds. I, I I'm the first first full mock I, that I know of that you guys have had on on, on your program. 
this year. And I, you have to respect the you know the the, the process. Hey, Randy, goes into this. And Randy, what did I do last year? What did I do last year, Jeff? I you got the first round pick. Yeah, no, it was great. In fact, can you can you remind us for those uh, who have forgotten by now because it's been going on for so long? Who your Vikings first round pick was again? Mike Hughes. No, no, not last year. This year that you just did a little while ago. I, I no, I ain't gonna give you. I ain't gonna go back and 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 and, and cherry pick. He doesn't have time for that. We, I, if, if you want, if you listen, you know, I, I I went through the whole process. We took an offensive lineman in the first round, Jeff. Why don't you tell me what his name was, Jeff? You don't even know, okay? Yeah, no, I'm in the middle of my sixth round, and if, you know what? You know what? You guys, I'm an, I ain't going to give you the rest of the draft. I ain't going to give you the rest of six, and I ain't going to give you the rest of seven. This has been a, whole, a big host job and a big waste of time, and, and I'll, 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 I'll take my talent elsewhere. Just hang up like that. He was not happy. I hope he doesn't take his talents elsewhere, because have you looked at the poll? No, at at score north. So, Jonathan put this up. Yeah. If at Randy Vike sixty nine, Randy in Cottage Grove did a podcast of his full seven round mock draft, how many rounds are you listening to? Over hundred and fifty votes. Thirty five percent say one to two rounds. Thirteen percent say three to four rounds. One percent say five to six rounds. Fifty one percent. Would watch all seven, baby. People you want like Randy and like Cottage that. Grove. People might want Randy and Cottage Grove more than they want Mackie and Judd with Ronnie at this <laughs> well, point. I mean, maybe, maybe, can, can you call back? <laughs> Randy? How about between four and six tomorrow, you just do it and we'll take the day off. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500. Let's uh, let's read the the Twitter poll here to to Patrick Royce here. Pat, if Randy in Cottage Grove did a podcast of his full seven round mock draft, <laughs> how many rounds would you listen to? And right now, uh, right now, all seven rounds is leading the the poll results at fifty percent. I uh, I would listen to Randy for all seven rounds. Okay, yes, I would. as long as he's making uh, observations, he doesn't just rattle off the name. He makes an observation, right? Oh yeah, he he breaks it down yeah. every pick. Who was the uh, Who's the first overall pick? Well, um, I don't even remember. I have who, no who idea. Was the I first have no clue. Was so long ago. Thought it was. Jonathan thought it was Nick Bosa from Ohio. No, he was uh, two. He was, I do yeah, remember he was that. Definitely, he was two. Definitely number two. And Kyler was Murray two, okay. was three. Who was number one? Mm, have to Rand- go back and roll the tape. Randy got upset and hung up with us. So I we- think Kyla, I think he made a good decision though. By uh, how about that for the Oakland, the Raiders taunting the A's by uh, taking uh, Kyler wow. Murray, Murray in the first round. That would be that would be pretty good. Although the Raiders aren't going to play in Oakland, apparently we don't know where the heck they're going to play. So yeah, that would be pretty. Anywho, awesome. So we were just up at the Tiki Bar, and it was amazing. Jimmy Buffett was there. What? Or it was a guy singing Jimmy Buffett songs. Oh, I'm not sure oh, which, yeah, but it right. was. Uh, but it, you know, I haven't seen Jimmy in years, so it might have been him. I don't know. He's, he's, he hasn't that far down on his luck that he'd be singing it, uh, <laughs> singing at the tiki bar, is he? Is he? No, no, no. He's, like Jimmy. He's doing just fine, thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. it was not him. Um, yeah, but how do you know the difference? They're so those songs are so easy to sing that anybody can do. Hey Pat, we actually have audio of the first pick here. Let's let's see who okay, it was. Let's okay, let's go. Okay, uh, let's start it off. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, obviously, they got a lot of needs to fill. 
And I really like them to take Josh Allen right here. I think he's a linebacker who's just going to wreak havoc in that NFC West. You think you got an easy time right now, Jared Goff? You just wait till Josh Allen is making some noise out there, okay? Like that pick at number one. Okay, there you go, Josh Allen. Kentucky linebacker. Yep. Is this does does uh, Randy usually do a mock before the Super Bowl? I thought he usually waited until after the Super Bowl. He we we said it's not even the combine yet. How can you go all seven? He said there's nothing he learns at the combine that he can't learn by grinding film. <laughs> Did he? Uh, <laughs> by the way, the house arrest is over. Right? He and the wife. Uh, yeah. He and the wife have officially amicably split. Is that it or what? Uh, we didn't ask. We didn't ask okay. this time. Yeah, we don't want to dig too deep. He's had issues with the wife, right? I yes. Mean, there's, there's been, she, she, she thinks he might drink too much once in a while. And he couldn't call for, what, six months or three months? He couldn't call <laughs> us because there was some somebody there who was from the authorities, but we didn't know exactly whom. Yeah. I, I feel like he's it's going to wind up on Dateline NBC one of these one of these nights. Not sure. Okay, so I got a question. So now we're back on the Isaiah Washington bandwagon. Is this Juicy Fruit or whatever his name is? We're happy with him now. Is that uh, right? Because he played well last night. Jelly Roll played well. Yes, that's correct. Jelly Roll played last night. He made some shots. Uh, yes. Made some made some plays, and uh, of course, uh, the, you know what the, the trouble when he plays a good game is. You know what's around the corner. <laughs> That's the problem. Then the 0 for 6 uh, with nothing uh, uh, comes up after that. But, hey, they're scoring some points. Their offense suddenly has got some efficiency to it. They are. Did I hear? I heard on the broadcast last night, so they were. the question was, okay, they're up by 10 with, like, 40 seconds to go. Why are all their starters on the court? And the, are you crazy? The, no, but here's why. Here's why. The new net rating that they use takes into account margin of victory and even, I think, single-digit versus double-digit Point wins. Well, plus with these guys, you're gonna you're gonna trust somebody to come off the bench. I'd be I'd have the regulars out there with twenty points. Jordan Murphy ain't leaving. Okay, he's staying out there until the game is sealed. In the because they they've already kicked away one or two by missing free throws, right? Oh well, they, haven't they? Yeah, and and almost more. Yeah, they almost blew a fifteen yeah. point lead with five minutes a couple a couple games ago. Yes, you can't. You know that's that's ridiculous. Why? Why would you? Plus, this isn't the NBA. We don't worry about minutes, right? We don't worry about minutes. You play two you games a week. You're not playing for the minute police. Should not be in action in the college game. How about our Wolves, Pat? That that game set the I NBA swear. back at least ten to fifteen years, but they won. You know, you'd think that maybe. Things are a little uh, up. There's a little upheaval now when the guy, well, last time I looked at the box score, the guy who had the most shots was Jared Bayless. Uh, so, I, you know, when, when your backcourt is in such shape that he's playing 35 minutes and taking 20 shots, uh, that's uh, that's not good. By the way, and I, I said this on Twitter, you know the plus-minus in the NBA, fellas? Yes. Holiday, who plays for... Uh, Memphis. Justin, is it? It's a, a Justin. I think it's Justin. There's a bunch of holidays around. He went 0 for 10 last night, did not score, and he was a plus 7. Hmm. I don't think plus minus works in basketball. You think it's it a might flawed be, statistic? It might, it might tell you something in hockey. I don't think it tells you anything in basketball. And, you know? I mean, it's if you're on the court with. LeBron James, yeah. Dwayne Wade. If you're Mario Chalmers and you had a plus 20 for the Heat a few years ago, but LeBron James is on the court, yeah. 
probably says more we about that. We got any good Anthony Davis rumors today? I haven't checked. Who are the Lakers supposedly going to give up for? Porzingis well, got traded, Pat. AD's old news now. Oh, really? Who? Where, he hasn't played all year, right? Correct. Mavericks. Where'd he go? Mavericks got him. Ooh. Well, hey, they had luck with a. They had a luck with a big uh, European past, so they're going to try it again, I guess. So. What what they give up? They give up a lot. Dennis Smith Jr. and two future first round picks, and there were a couple other guys who went in both ways for contract considerations. But those were the major pieces. They're having issues with Dennis Smith, right? Yes. So yeah. There was kind of a well, yeah. That's uh, so they must not think Porzingis. The Knicks fans can't be happy about that. But oh, the well. latest on Anthony Davis, you were asking, was that, and we don't know the details of any of these offers, but Magic Johnson sent over. Five offers today to the oh, wow. to the five different offers today to the Pelicans in exchange for Anthony Davis. Well, he's got to give up two and a half. He's got to give up two of those kids plus uh, plus number ones for the next century, right? I mean, well, what if what if they just don't give up anything? And, you, huh? What if they just don't give up anything and then sign well, him? Well, then you don't get him for two years. Oh, because right? he's, he's, he's a free agent, agent after, after 2020. Next year, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah he's uh, not yeah. a free agent until 2020. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You don't, uh, you don't give up. I mean, yeah, you you got to wait till after next year. And LeBron doesn't want to wait that long, I don't think. So give up the kids at this point. Just trade them. It'll be fine. Yeah. You're going to win a championship. Yeah, I don't know. You think LeBron is? You think LeBron is yet making the personnel decisions for the Lakers, or does he have to be there a little longer before he becomes the general manager? Well, there was a there was a story superstar. that a story that came out yesterday on the ESPN call that said LeBron's camp prefers that Luke Walton <laughs> is not the coach of the Lakers beyond yeah. this season. I wonder who's yeah. leaking that from LeBron's camp. <laughs> well, and uh, here's how much how much interference has been done with Anthony. I mean, LeBron basically on the phone with Anthony Davis every day saying, come on, just tell him you want out. We'll get you over here. I mean, it's, the NBA is unbelievable. The, the tampering that takes place. They, did you see what they find Anthony Davis? 50 grand. 50 grand. Yeah, it's like 12 he bucks. Did us, he did add us a, a, a double cheeseburger at the McDonald's uh, drive through with <laughs> You know, fifty grand. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna make him. That's gonna make the uh, agent stop saying that uh, Anthony Davis wants out. Danny Cunningham yeah, actually that. did the math. Our, our Wolves reporter, he makes that literally in one quarter of play <laughs> over the course of an eighty-two. The NBA should pay him. But but I got a I got a piping hot take for you. All right, Anthony Davis will be the best player that LeBron's ever played with. Better than Dwayne Wade. I th- I could see. I it. don't think that's. I don't think the hot take police need to pull you over for that. No, I think the hot take police will let me just keep on going. That's why I didn't call it a a scalding hot take. It's no, it's maybe a, not it's even a piping. It might not be piping. Take. It's a take. It's yeah. a it's a take. Yeah, it's a it's a take. But, yeah, but uh, it's an opinion be the best more than players. a take. Because there's a chance Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA when he plays. Uh, Pat, have you seen the latest uh, Twins reliever free agent rumor that John Heyman threw out today? Who? 38-year-old Ryan Madsen. Oh, goody. How many clubs has he been with? He's going to tie uh, Edwin Jackson. Yeah, it's about eight. I want to say this would be his eighth club. Who is I, he just keep, I don't want him to add anybody. 
I don't want him to put anybody on the 40, man, because I'm worried about Willie. No, and Willie's going to be fine. Every time they add somebody, I'm worried about Willie getting take off the take it off the forty man. Willie is Rami's new player too. Uh, Williams Astadio. Willie's love too him. important, Pat. He's I not coming him. off the forty. He's no. too important. He Plus, he's going to sell some tickets. I'm leaving town and if they take him off the forty. God knows they need to sell tickets. Well, plus as a 25th man who can play, he's proven he can play center field exactly. along with other positions. You know, you got to keep him. Right. He's Bill Vex's dream, Patrick. Then you can hit for that mess Castro when you want to because he got three catchers. Uh, you know, he can be your extra player. You got to keep him. Also, for all these people saying, like, you can't put him in center field, he's the same size Kirby was in his final year, for God's sakes. <laughs> Kirby's you playing can, right by you, well, Kirby, Kirby Kirby was playing, playing right, right by there. Come on. Kirby right there. Kirby right there. But, yeah, yes, you know, that's true. And Kirby never ran harder than Willie Astadio did. Kirby always ran hard, but nobody ever ran as hard as Willie did to score from first base last year on that double the left, man. Nobody ever ran anyways. that hard. Oh, the hair was flowing. It was just a gorgeous <laughs> sight to watch. It's uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable. Hey, in the final um, minute here, can we confirm, by the way, that uh, that your house in in Golden Valley is not burnt to the ground? Or no, did... it's been checked by two different parties today, and Judd did a fine job. Okay, uh, that's the trust okay. Pat had in me. Not one, but two <laughs> parties in to check it. The Golden Valley check. Fire Department and police. They didn't send them to school today either, huh? Everybody took the day off. Too? Yes, yeah, they've been off my, all week. My my grandkids have not been to school since Friday. Yep. They gave Monday off because they thought it was going to snow, and now three straight days. Are they going back tomorrow? I hope so. I mean, it's supposed to be 20 degrees. might be too cold then. I keep telling them they're going to have to go to school on Saturdays, you know, to make up for this. Anyway. July 4th. God bless America. There will be school on July 4th. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. All right, gents. See you tomorrow. See you, Pat. Uh, You can find weekly on Mondays. Both on Score North on 1500 in the 6 o'clock hour and just on demand, Roycey Unchained. And you can subscribe to Roycey Unchained anywhere you find podcasts. He is unchained. 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 Totally unchained. And Positive Pat, too. Positive Pat appears once a week. Really? And he has something positive. And we can't stand that guy because it's just not him. (laughs) He hates the guy. We hate the guy. Jonathan hates him. The guy just comes in and says something completely uplifting, and we're all like, get this you-know-what out of here. I just hope we didn't upset Randy in Cottage Grove too much. Because he hung up and said he was going to take his talents elsewhere. He'll get over it. We need that podcast of the seven-round mock draft. (laughs) He'll be on. I mean, guys, if he... (laughs) If he takes that to the competition, we're buried before we even got started here oh, at Score that's, North. We, that's you know where he's taking his competition or is taking his talents to. Where is that? Fifteen hundred ESPN. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> find us on demand. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all new ScoreNorth.com.